You talking to me? This week, a spy comes back after about 10 years. We've got a raunchy mom comedy and the latest internet fad, internet game turns deadly. Welcome. This is the Screening Room Podcast. She is Hope Madden. He is George Wolf. And we are back to uh, run down the latest releases for the week and also some of the new streaming Netflix and DVD releases as well. So we've got, we've got Jason Bourne. He's back. I know who I am. Finish with you, you'll no longer be yourself. I remember. I remember everything. Remembering everything doesn't mean you know everything. Tell me. We missed him. Because in the last episode, right, it was uh, it was Jeremy Renner, yeah. who's a great actor. He's he a is. great actor, but it just didn't make for that exciting of a film. Yeah, it's back. This one just called Jason Bourne. Uh, the last time, it was the Bourne Ultimatum. And not only is Matt Damon back in the role, but Paul Greengrass is back as the director. That's the important part. Yeah, the director and the co-writer. And they, they just settle back into the roles they're very comfortable with. It's a lot more the same, but it, but it, it trades... Some of the um, human drama, I guess, for a little more relevancy, a stab at being more relevant. Because this time, Jason Bourne, um, when we catch up with him, he's basically been wandering the earth like Cain. Uh, <laughs> as kind of a violent, he, he's, he's been uh, earning money in these back alley bare knuckle brawls and wow. things like that, just all over the globe. And uh, his old compatriot, uh, Nikki Parsons, played by Julia Stiles, she hacks into some more info about his past, some more secrets about his past, and tracks him down. Now, we already know, and he knows, he finally found out what his real name is and a lot about his past, but there's still some things he doesn't know. And uh, Nikki has some of those answers, and of course, the new CIA director, Tommy Lee Jones, along with his cyber chief, played by Alicia Vikander, and their favorite assassin, who just goes by the name Asset, uh, Vincent, <laughs> Vincent Cassell, they're all on their trail as well, and uh, things start blowing up, and people start getting beaten up, and it's more of the same. But what they do a lot in the story is try to get more ripped from the headlines. Right. It's got like a, a Snowden kind of a point of view, and, and they talk about security and surveillance, and it's, got, and it's funny because it's, it's, it kind of plays in a little bit about the same themes as that nerve. Yeah, which we'll get to here in a little bit. But, yeah, it's definitely about a, a, a world where everyone... The government, specifically, knows basically your every move. And that is what the CIA is working on with their new black ops program. And, of course, uh, Jason Bourne is going to get into the way of that. And uh, I'll tell you what, it isn't quite as, you know, it loses a couple things. Like I said, it loses some of the, the human drama of trying to, you know, search along with Jason Bourne right, to find right. out his, his past. It loses some of that. It's a little too long. Uh, but I'll tell you what, there are two probably two of the best action sequences in the whole franchise nice. in this movie. And one of them is a car chase through the streets of Vegas that looks like the makes the Blues Brothers look like kindergarten class <laughs> as far as the amount of cars that they demolish. I mean, wow. And this thing goes on and on for a while, but it is impressive. It is very impressive. So there's two extremely exciting and well-done set pieces. And of course, and you mentioned Paul Greengrass, uh, being back with this type of movie. He's very good at this. 
uh, staging actions. Yep. Uh, you know, he's got that shaky cam, the quick close-ups, then, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. then they pull back. That sort of thing. And uh, Vincent Cassell. That's, oh, yeah. that's a welcome addition to any cast. Yeah, he's very menacing, very uh, menacing assassin. Matt Damon, very comfortable in this role. So it is effective. I don't think it's quite up to par with the best of the franchise, but uh, it'll get your blood pumping. And uh, it does take some some nice shots at the whole surveillance and cyber terrorism type of, uh, type of headline. So, yeah. Uh, I thought it was pretty effective, and that is Jason Bourne, the new one out this week. And that you know is... his name. <laughs> you know his name, and <laughs> watch out for his fists of fury. <laughs> but a lot more, in a lot more lighthearted fashion, we've got a raunchy comedy for the ladies. The bake sale. No BPA, no MSG, no BHA, no BHT, no sesame, no soy, and of course, no nuts or eggs or milk or butter or salt or sugar or wheat. No. <gasps> What's that now? I'm so tired of trying to be this perfect mom. I'm done. You said everything I've ever felt about being a mom, but couldn't say. There's so many rules now. Don't punish your kids. Don't say no to your kids. Uh, we all work too damn hard trying to make our kids' lives amazing and magical. Their lives already are amazing and magical. Be bad moms. Oh, I'm in. To bad moms. Bad moms. You know, and I was cautiously optimistic about this because, first of all, I really like the cast, right? Mila Kunis and Katherine Hahn and Kristen Bell. Very, very funny. Yeah, very, if, very funny. If you don't know Katherine Hahn, she is the <laughs> a woman from Anchorman. <laughs> yeah. But she's had a ton of roles and she's always funny. She is. She's always funny. And she, you know, and she is actually very funny in this. The three of them have the opportunity to get some good laughs on and and usually she is driving those. Um she's the single mom who's a bit of a booze and manhound. Um and so doesn't have a lot of other mom friends. And and then uh Kristen Bell plays the stay-at-home mom of four, who also is kind of socially awkward, has no friends. And then when Mila Kunis finds herself suddenly single, the three outcasts band together, and they take down the uh, PTA mom who just is ruining everybody's life, who is played by Christina Applegate, who's also always very funny. And so there are moments in the movie, and it's nice because what they kind of do is peel away the preciousness of motherhood as, as shown in films, right, which is great. And when they get raunchy, it's, it's, it's nasty and, and in, <laughs> in a great way. I enjoyed that part very much. Yeah, and, and I did too because some people, that's not their thing. It's not their comedy, but... I love a good raunchy comedy. I got to tell you, I do. So I'm I'm down with it. Exactly. I knew that you would be. <laughs> um, and I and and you know we've mentioned this before. I I do. I enjoy a raunchy comedy, not the way you do. Uh, you you know it, 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 that's kind of your wheelhouse. You really enjoy. I it. was the guy that laughed at Dirty Grandpa. That's right. <laughs> well, only if uh, only a little bit of it, but a lot more than a lot of people. Any did. Uh, anyone else did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But and so, you know, when I when I say I found the film offensive and I did, I want to make it really clear. I didn't find the raunchy humor. I thought that was a lighthearted romp. I enjoyed that very much. Here's what I did not care for about this movie. It's called Bad Moms. And at no point in the entire film did anybody use the word parent because it is a fatherless world. And uh, I don't mean that in some sort of, uh, you know, social commentary way. They There are just no dads in existence in this movie. There's one. And that's because he's a widower. So, oh, I mean, it's just and it was so infuriating to me. I mean, uh, it's it's so weirdly dated. I'm not even looking for, like, you know, your modern good parent kind of a thing. I mean, 
like 80s dads, my dad, right? Uh, my dad was a dad in the 80s with six kids. He was more clearly available and visible in my life than any dad in this whole movie. And if that was really the life, the problem that these women were facing, then I don't think the the solution is to take down the PTO president. So anyway, I found the premise irritating beyond belief so that at the end of the movie, I just wanted to shoot myself, basically. <laughs> and that's usually not a good thing. No. Uh, it's not a good feeling at the end of a, a movie. That's usually not a good feeling at the end of a movie. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad you felt that way because it reminded me of the way I felt about the movie Delivery Man from a couple of years ago. It's that bad Vince Vaughn movie. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, where he, uh, oh, he uh, turns out to be the father of 600-some kids. It was only about fathers. That's all it was. The importance of fathers only, the whole thing. And I was equally offended, although that was, that one wasn't nearly as funny in its funny bits as this one is. Yes, yeah. But it's the, it's the th- same thing. I mean, how can you not just get, you got to get past that, and after a while, you just can't. No, I know. It's, you know, and, and again, it makes me a little bit sad because uh, there are some very funny bits. And because, you know, actually, I mean, the, the, the main cast, they are they're very talented. And, and I just wish that they had a better script to work from. Yeah, agreed. So that's bad moms. Uh, kind of bad. And the third one really kind of of this week, a third big release, kind of snuck up on at least me. I didn't really see this one coming. And all of a sudden we... We have this screening for a movie called Nerve, and it stars Dave Franco and Emma Roberts. Welcome to Nerve, a game like truth or dare, minus the truth. Watchers pay to watch, players play to win, cash and glory. Are you a watcher or a player? It's cool, right? This looks very sketchy. (laughs) Is this legal? Life is passing you by. You need to take a few risks every once in a while. I do take risks. Okay. You're playing Nerve. Do you accept your derby? Kiss a stranger for five seconds. You know that some kid died in Seattle playing nerve. What happens if I bail? You lose everything. All of our money is missing. Wait, Mom, what? Officer! Officer, I need help. V, don't do this. How do you know my name? What the hell is going on? Watchers, they stole our identities. We became prisoners of the game. V, we control your life. The only way out is to win. And you know, you know what? It's kind of an it's an unusual film. Like it's 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 enjoyable and entertaining and in spite of itself. Right, exactly. Because and, it's totally ridiculous. Oh my god. But then you find yourself getting caught up in it. And it's so it's the it's the skeleton is such a cliched teenage angsty romance movie, you know, but but the, there are elements of it that are are so relevant and and like savvy that it, it it's it's just such a it's just dumb and not yeah you know it's it's slick and clunky it's it's and it's funny because it's it's it seems like it's relevant in the way that uh, just like born it's talking about it's really talking about surveillance and and uh sort of the the danger of of the anonymity of of being online and at the same time it's um dumb <laughs> it is, and it, what what nerve is? Nerve is an online game that kids play, and if they you can sign up to be a watcher or you can sign up to be a player. And if you sign up to be a player, you are assigned basically dares, and if you do them, a certain amount of money, uh, more money for the more extreme the dares get, gets deposited into your account. And uh, eventually, Emma Roberts, she's kind of shy, but she she wants to get in on this, and she signs up to be a player, and she eventually gets hooked up with another player, James, or not James, his brother, Dave Franco. 
and they get caught up in these progressively more extreme dares, and other things happen. And as we said, it does get ridiculous, but I think what it does, what it smartly does, it not only shows us how we have become obsessed with being with our lives being out there every moment, but it also it also shows why we like to watch that. Yeah. And it's how true. we get caught up into watching that insanity. Yeah, it, yeah, it, it's it's voyeurism and exhibitionism and, you know, vicarious living. And also there's a lot about that being able to hide who you are. So you no sense of responsibility or culpability when you're uh, watching something online. And, and you know, they, they kind of drive that point home. And, and the filmmakers, they, this is their wheelhouse. They're very comfortable here. They did a couple of the paranormal activity films. They did uh, Catfish, which uh, right. a documentary from a few years ago, which is all about hiding online. Um, and uh, I think the performances are good. Yeah, and... they have some chemistry. Uh, Emma Roberts yeah. and Dave uh, Franco do have some chemistry. Uh, it's it's this the cautionary tale about what can happen when you're online is overdone. Yep. It's kind of beaten about the face and neck mm-hmm. a little bit. But still, <laughs> like I said, it does have some some decent things to say, but it just really wraps it in a in a glitzy, often ridiculous package. Oh, so yeah. it's it's almost like a guilty pleasure. Exactly. Where you're like, yeah, I'm kind of enjoying yeah, this. I know, you, uh, you know, so it's kind of for me, it was like Pokemon Go meets the film <laughs> Unfriended. Yeah, yeah, it did. You know what? It did remind me of Unfriended a little bit because uh, Unfriended was really well done in that way uh, in its gimmick. It stayed true to its gimmick, and 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 I thought was was pretty well well done, even better than this one. Yeah. But yeah, this one was. I think both of us liked it more than we thought we yeah, would. Absolutely. And those are the three big uh, major studio releases. But we've got a boy. A bunch of new stuff is out either on DVD or streaming this week. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, so a couple that we so the boss, which is you know it was hit or miss, but we love Melissa McCarthy. Yes. So if it's streaming, you may as well whatever give mm-hmm. it a shot. And uh, Barbershop, The Next Cut, was another surprisingly funny movie. Yeah, and here's the thing. i got to say, uh, I'm, I'm a, an Ice Cube fan. Now, this guy, not only all the way back to the music, but he has shown me when, he, when he's gotten into to movies, he has been not only a progressively better actor. I mean, not always, but, I mean, he has become a progressively better actor. And he, his films sometimes surprise, like this yeah. one. It is another one that's better than you think thought it might be. Yeah. There's another uh, musical-type film com- that comes out this week called Born to be Blue. Uh, Ethan Hawke. It's it's a pretty small film, but it's it's really worth checking out. And uh, Hardcore Henry. Hardcore Henry, yeah. That's the one you might have seen. Talk about gimmicks. Uh, this movie is all gimmick. It's a first-person adventure that is basically a video game, really. You are, you are Your eyes are Henry's eyes as he goes through and has this this crazy adventure or, you know, thrill ride, basically everybody's trying to kill him. And, you know, it starts out very, I guess it's, it's almost like a curiosity. How can they keep this up? And they do stay true to it. I mm-hmm. will say that technically it's pretty well done. It's a, sometimes a marvel, really technically. But for me, after a while, it just got as fun as watching someone else play a video exactly. game. Exactly. Which didn't really thrill me at all. So yeah. I, I ended up, it just got boring to me pretty quickly. Although technically I would say, it's it's a better achievement than it is a movie. I could say, yeah, I think that that's exactly right. So next week, though, next week, big one. Suicide Squad. I'm, you know what? So I go back and forth. I go back and forth. I get very excited, and then I think, I don't know. I know. And then I, so, but I'm back to being excited. Because we've heard that they had to go back in. Well, they did go back in for a, a, a few more reshoots, but that might have been because the after the R-rated success of Deadpool, 
they felt safer to go a little more hard R? I don't know. That, uh, what, what I'd heard is they decided to infuse a bit more humor into okay. it. Okay. All right. So, and that made me nervous. Anytime somebody's reshooting at the at the eleventh hour, that makes yeah. me nervous. But but just the premise. Of, I, as you know, villains are my favorite. Yeah. Any movie, my favorite character is the villain. Yeah. This is a this is a film of just villains. That's right. I gotta think. You know what? I mean, maybe it's just like eating only. Uh, you know, the Cocoa Puffs and then putting chocolate milk in it. I don't know, but I'm willing to try it is what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, so next week, that's the big one, Suicide Squad. This week, the big recommendation is Jason Bourne. And until next week, I'm George Wolf. I'm Hope Madden. And we are from madwolf.com. Be sure to hit us up on Twitter. Keep the conversation going. Let us know what you thought about these movies and more. We're at Mad Wolf, M-A-D-D-W-O-L-F. This is the Screening Room Podcast. <laughs>